Hello and welcome to episode 134 of First Geek 411. I'm your host this week, Chris Nicolay, and joining me, as always, from Dallas, Texas, Cameron Franklin. Hello and good luck. You just gotta believe. Well, luck's kicking in now. Everything seems to be okay so far. <laughs> but also joining us from Canada, Janine Thompson. Hey, everybody. And also, I don't where are you right now, Emma? Colorado. And in Colorado, <laughs> Emma Reisenauer. Hi. Cameron's the odd one out. He's the only one in central time. Best time. Yeah. Clearly not. Obviously not. I mean, mountain, mountain, mountain standard. Mountain time yo. for the win. Mountain standard. <laughs> you have to go to bed earlier than we do. Uh-huh. This is true. <laughs> Like, I mean, the literal hard, hard stop on us chatting after podcast is me needing to go to bed. It's it's pretty much true. Like, <laughs> granted, working from home means you could sleep in later. Yeah. You don't got that hour commute in the morning. Um, Fair. But thanks, everyone, for joining us this week. Um, this week, we will be discussing our top three fantasy cities or ancient cities that you would like to live in. Maybe just visits. There's a few that I probably wouldn't want to live in, but I'd be okay visiting. One of mine's from a place far, far away in a gal- or a long, long time ago. <laughs> but still has like futuristic tech. You know, why not? You know? Um, but as always, be sure to drop in on us wherever, like on our social media, wherever you can find us. That's Facebook, Twitter, our PlayStation community. And you can also join our Discord server because the links are available out there as well. Um, be sure to email us directly at 1stgeek411 at gmail.com with any comments, concerns, questions. Fun topic. Desires. Desires, yeah. Tell us what we need to do. (laughs) (laughs) Give us ideas. Um, And also, as of, I mean, right now, it's a test, so no one else is tuning in except for the people that we've kind of notified. Um, But we will be launching next week on Twitch and YouTube, um, so you can always check us out there. Uh, and be sure to rate and subscribe to us wherever you listen to us, whether it be Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. And as always, check out our show notes on our website, onegeek411.com. Before we get into kind of the primary portion of our episode, though, we always like to start us off by telling you guys what we've been up to. Cameron, what have you been up to? Well, um, it's been a week, um, pretty good, busy week. So I got, got a few things for us and, and real quick, um, is it possible for us to get the audio a little bit higher up for, for Twitch? Apparently it's still a little quiet. Um, so I of course closed my, my link. So announcement, this has been over our social media, but it's pretty exciting. So Chris, Emma, and myself will be on Comics in the Cross this coming Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern time. Um, and we'll be doing a retro review of the MCU Phase 2. So I have been marathoning all of those movies. It is my first time watching some of it, like, or my first time watching a lot of them since they were in theater. Uh-huh. And so, and I have thoughts. We're going to save the thoughts for later. Yeah. Um, but we also had a watch party on Friday night for some people in the discord and we watched guardians of the galaxy. Um, and so that was pretty exciting. Um, 
I would argue probably one of the best movies in that phase, but we'll have more thoughts later. And then um, other than that, Jumpstart came to Magic Arena. So I've been playing a lot of that, trying not to let all the gold go straight back into the system. And then I have been doing the collectibles for The Last of Us Part Two Platinum, trying to just knock out like chapters at a time. Um, yeah. Um, it's it's kind of funny because I'm playing on like an easier difficulty. So I'm getting to the sections that were like a huge stress when I went through them the first time. And then now I'm just like, oh, I can just run through. Or like, I know where the exits are now. Because like the way that the game's set up is you very rarely have to actually fight. And so like you can stealth around and then exit the area. So like there was one I was in today that I finished like a third of the area, got the collectible and then just sprinted out. And I was like, this is the dream. And then um, one of the things I've been trying to do is make my way through the itch.io bundle. And so my game of this week is Signs of the Sojourner, which is a, it's a video game, but it is a deck builder built around the idea of having good conversations with people. And so it's really, I'll say this, it is a more interesting idea than a good game, if that makes sense. Cause like the idea is kind of like a real conversation. Like you want to play off what the other person is saying. So like, um, and there's like symbols on the cards that you have to match. So if someone is empathetic, you might respond with empathy. Um, that's kind of the, like stuff like that. Um, but there was one time where like I helped somebody get to a new city and then the game just auto, I only had one chance a one fail in the conversation after helping them get to the new place and the game dealt me all cards that didn't match the symbol. So there was literally no way I could succeed. And it was just like for a co-op game or for not for like for like a solo game that feels rough. Mm-hmm. Um, so really interesting idea. I haven't finished it yet. I have another like probably an hour or so, but um, cool idea, cool story, but Maybe not the best way of doing it, but that's for me. Been busy one. Yeah. Next up, Emma, why don't you tell us what you've been up to? Sure. So a friend of mine got married a week ago yesterday, actually, or the day before. And so I've been working on their on her photos. Um, and that's been really fun for me. It's not entirely like within the realm of, geek and nerdiness but I have fun with it and I get to sit down and play around on the computer for hours on end Um, and that's been a super big blast because I've known her for a really long time and then I've been working my way through The Last of Us 2. I'm about 13 hours in and I'm still loving it and having a blast. I haven't gotten to play as much as I've wanted to in the past week or so because I've been working and family have been in town, but I'm still loving it. And it's a great just experience overall. And then I've been rewatching The Witcher because it's just a great show. And I've been reading through book five of The Wheel of Time, which is a fantasy series that is super long and super great. I think we've talked about it before. Um, but I'm near the end of that. And things are going down fights are popping up and um people are maybe turning bad i haven't quite figured out yet but 
main characters are possibly shifting sides because they're not quite acting like themselves. So it's just fun to watch that change in, in my reading. So yeah, that's it for me. Next up in Canada, Shanine. Um, we have also been re-watching some TV up here, watching season one of Umbrella Academy before season two comes out at the end of the month. Um, yeah, super good. Enjoying it a ton all over again. So that's been fun. And also me and my husband celebrated our anniversary this past week. And Congratulations. Thanks. Woot. Um, celebrations are kind of hard right now um we usually like to do some sort of a weekend trip or something obviously not super possible right now so we stayed in but we uh my husband came home with some magic decks so <laughs> uh nothing super fancy just like the pre-made decks that you can buy at walmart but like commander decks or uh, some planeswalker decks. Oh, okay. so okay. I had a Chandra deck and he had Ashiok. And did you kick his butt? Yes. Proud of you. <laughs> Proud of you. Yeah, Chandra's the best. You she like has so many iterations too. I want to just build an exclusively Chandra deck. Just yeah, and we've played it several times, and I still have not actually been able to use Chandra at all. No. But I crush him with Pyroceratops every time. Makes sense. Although Ashiac's good too. Probably just not fast enough to keep up with Mono Red. Yeah. I think usually if we had like a couple more turns, I think he would have got me, but. Could have stabilized and come for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> As for me, I have not been up to much. Uh, I did do some, or I attempted to do some photography, although my tripod is a little janky. Um, but I drove around kind of in my area, made a trip to Missoula and just got ideas. Um, but also this weekend, I did watch The Old Guard, which is the Netflix original movie. Um, kind of superhero-esque, but not really. There's like no superpower outside of like immortality kind of, but it's not, it's also not immortality. Um, but essentially revolving around a small group of immortal warriors that have been around for centuries. Um, they kind of serve as like this militant group and they discover a new one of them and kind of revolves around them trying to avoid capture by like a pharmaceutical company that wants to test them and see if they can transfer immortality to others i don't know it's it's pretty good though it's really good um i've never heard of that yeah it just it, it just came out this weekend so i definitely oh, okay. it's it definitely out of nowhere but i heard them talking about it on npr the other day and i was like oh i'm excited for that to come out now had no idea what it was gonna be but but yeah it turns it was it was really good it has um charlie's theron um as the, oh yeah okay. i heard about her being in a thing i just didn't realize that's what it was yeah and she kicks some butt not gonna lie gets intense it's really good Re highly recommend it um 
and yeah, that's really about it. I had my, I had some family visiting this weekend, so it took some time to go hang out with them. And also, my sister got engaged. Woo! Yay! Woohoo! So, but yeah, so that's that's what we've been up to. Um, let us know um, in the places we mentioned before what you've been up to, and we'd be happy to join in celebrating if you have an anniversary like Shanine over here. Awesome. Uh, but with that, we'll go ahead and jump into our discussion topics this week. Um, we're doing this a little differently since there's all four of us. We're trying to keep our time kind of reasonable. So we've all brought a few things that we want to share and or discuss this week. And Emma, why don't you start us off this week? Sure. Um, I One thing that stood out to me this week, just in the world of the internet, was the video that Bill Nye posted about the reasons for the, like the scientific explanation for different skin tones. Um, and it's all based on where you're located on the planet. And it has to do with the amount of sun um, that we get and the melatonin in our skin. And I just thought it was really cool because he did it all in like a minute and it was super um, like educational but also like super short of just like, hey, we're all people. There's just one very simple thing for this. Um, and that was really cool for just everything that's going on in the world right now. Because um, there's definitely some people who don't believe that it's just science. <laughs> so I just thought that was a really cool video that stood out to me and just figured or wondered if you guys had any, any thoughts on it, if you saw it at all. I did not see it, but I am brown. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't noticed. <laughs> and also it's melanin. Uh, melanin. My bad. I'm yeah. <laughs> just terrible sure at right. maintaining information like that. Melatonin until we sleep. Okay. <laughs> Although. I'm I mean, terrible at that too. I mean. <laughs> Those with more melanin made like a siesta more often. So maybe there's a correlation there. I don't know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I was like, I did see this and and basically my thoughts on it were were the exact same as yours, Emma. I thought it was really cool. It's it's nice to have a quick, well reasoned, like unity message. Like, uh, especially with what's going on right now. Like it's just nice to actually have that and be like, we are we need to be in this together. Mm -hmm. like, um, so I thought it was really cool. Um, Bill Nye's awesome. Keep being Bill, Bill Nye. Bill, Bill, Bill. <laughs> Not a sign. Yeah, and then just my other like topic, I guess it isn't really a topic, but more the, as news, is that the second Psych movie came out this weekend, which I was pretty excited about because I love that tv show and the movies um and it was released on peacock so you can go and watch it for free um so that was just my other little bit of news if anyone out there still even remembers that show so of course i actually just started re i just rewatched like all of it Woo. on amazon prime but for those that don't know, Peacock is NBC's new streaming service, which does have pay options, but is mostly free. And it pretty much just launched with like the majority of their library, as well as exclusives like Psych 2, 
Um, I also like it list. because it's not just the name of the network and like a weird acronym like HBO Go or Max mm-hmm. or whichever. Like it's like, oh, we have the we we could call this Peacock because of our logo. <laughs> It's a nice change of pace. Good it's on you, very, NBC. It's a very nice change of pace, just for from a marketing standpoint. So, <laughs> it makes it feel new instead of just like this is a network-based streaming platform. Yeah. And it probably gets all those Gen Zers because they don't know what a network television is. <laughs> Seriously. It's like what's CBS. <laughs> What's what do you mean channel? change? Yeah, what do you mean change the channel? <laughs> it's like just changing profiles. You just gotta yeah. click to somebody. You just else. gotta move on. <laughs> yeah. Janine, what topics would you like to discuss this week? Um, well, playing magic this week just got me thinking about my first magic event. And so I just want to talk about your first magic or some other sort of gaming event that you've been to that was memorable. Okay. For me, I guess, so my first interaction with magic was actually when I was playing Lord of the Rings, the trading card game back in fifth grade. Converted you. Got him. Well, like, it was just how I started. That was my first trading card game. You know, I was obsessed with Lord of the Rings because the movie had just come out and I just finished the books. And yeah, so it was just another facet of me to enjoy um, the world. Granted, it was just like the way they were doing it. So it was like the cards were based on scenes from the movie specifically, and there wasn't anything um, crazy like about the gameplay, but it was pretty quick and easy. And um I was really bad at it because I just wanted to build the fellowship and send them on their way. But it's a trading card game, so you can't just have nine characters in place. You have to have more, I guess, utility and continuity amongst your decks, just like with Magic. Um, but yeah, I then uh, as a result of that, some of the older players with uh, were we're into magic and that was kind of my first interaction with that and i just thought it was a cool like transition um from lord of the rings to magic the gathering yeah i've i've never personally played magic but i did play the pokemon card game a couple of times in elementary school but that was almost entirely because i thought the cards were pretty so I would just collect the cards and then a friend taught me how to play. And then I played like twice and got bored and moved on with my life. Um, but then I played, I've played D&D off and on. I don't know if that would count in this category, but I've played that off and on um, over the past couple of years and would like to jump into it a bit more. It's wizards. Um, hmm? It's wizards. Fair enough. <laughs> Same company. Yeah, <laughs> and co. Uh, and th- the first time I ever played that was a one-off one shot with a couple of friends on New Year's Eve, I think it was. And it was a lot of fun. And we just goofed around and raided a dungeon and defeated a, I think it was a dragon. It was a while ago. But that was a lot of fun. 
and it definitely got me into the realm of like in-person games and interested in it. So yeah. It's a good one. Then on my end, uh, when I saw this, there were kind of two stories that that stuck out to me. The first one, of course, based on what you said, was like the first time I actually started playing Magic, which I was 10. And I was playing a deck that I want to say was like 200 cards. And it was all of the cards that I liked that I owned. And um, I'm pretty comp, like I was playing FNM and I'm pretty confident it was like the first time I ever had played a real game of Magic. And it did not go well because it turns out like 200 card, five color good stuff is not a good deck and what? does not typically win. <laughs> Um, so I proceeded, yeah, so I, I proceeded to get stomped. Um, and then I just like straight up took one color out of the deck. Cause I was like, clearly that's the problem. <laughs> um, and then like through the next couple rounds, I like whittled my deck down to like a one, like to like mono green elf ball. Yes. <laughs> and like, there's still like a soft spot in my heart for that deck. Um, I learned the very hard lesson that gaining life doesn't win games dealing damage does. Um, because I got up to like 200 life and then my opponent just killed me over like 20 turns. So, um, so that was my first magic experience. And then, um, the other thing that came up to mind was like in college, a group of us played competitive Pokemon, um, CG, and I would go, um, I went to Oklahoma States and I went to Texas States though I didn't play. Um, cause I had to get back for an interview the next day at a church. And so, um, which I didn't get, so I should have stayed and played. Um, that's how that works. But, um, and one of the things that I always loved about Pokemon, um, that I wish kind of magic did more of is that the, the tournaments felt like a family event. Um, and so like you had your like normal tournament but then there was like juniors. Then there was always a set of like kids playing like Pokemon on their 3DSs or DS, whatever was out at the time. Um, and so it was always like really cool because like families would come to this together, like together. There was one round where I was playing a guy um, and his like son finished his round and came over. And his dad, who was crushing me, was kind of like talking his son through like what was happening in our match. And it was just like really cute and like really wholesome. And I was like, I'm getting wrecked, but I'm having fun still. And so those are like the two different memories that kind of stick out to me. So. I mean, in general, though, Pokemon's going to have that more intergenerational feel anyway. Like, I mean, granted, yes, you do in general have younger people, but um, I think the success of Pokemon started because, you know, in general, it was designed for kids and then it just grew up with us while still maintaining the draw of the next generations. Um, yeah, whereas like sure. magic is definitely designed for adults. There's so much happening um, in it. Um, but yeah. And then Janine, what was your yeah. first memory? Um, so I have these two friends, Daniel and Alex, and they were super into magic and kept telling me, they're like, we're going to get you into magic. We're going to get you into magic. And I'm like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> and then at a Young Life Leader retreat, they gifted me a red deck and we're like, we're playing now. And 
now I have been playing magic ever since. And they took me to my first pre-release and I don't think I won a single game, but I did open a Lily and I got a few pity packs of cards. Nice. So it's fun. It's okay. I've been playing magic for multiple years and I went like 04 at a pre-release and got pity packs. So it happens. It does. <laughs> I haven't, but. <laughs> For the record, I have neither won nor lost because I've never even tried. Yeah, so. so. So Emma, you got to play, get your one win and then quit. Great. 100% win record. Yeah, get your 100% win. Like, no, I have gone those lost. Like uh, with most recent Ravnica set when you had to pick a guild there were just some guilds that were worse than others <laughs> we had to commit to that guild it was just a lot of fun so those were typically when I was like I'm committing to a janky deck and it's gonna be fun we're gonna see what happens and yeah but yeah are you just like exclusively a mono red player right now Shanine no not all the time. I don't know. I think it just fits my strategy best because I don't have to think about it too hard. I just like shoot lightning and fire at people all the time and hope for the best. That's what I like to hear. Mm -hmm. She's That's not going to turn into character. one of those dirty blue players. Hey. <laughs> Cameron. But if, okay, Shanine, since you are just kind of, you're still newer, what tribe would be the tribe you want to most build in Magic? I have no idea. I don't know enough about them. You don't have to know anything. What's your favorite tribe in fantasy? Just go for it. Like, for example, like things like elves, minotaurs. Yeah, Krakens. Cameron's a merfolk tribe. I'm elves. <laughs> They got pretty much everything. You go with goblins. That's red. <laughs> they just like the hit stuff. Um, elementals. It's gonna be homework, and we can come back to it next week. You can probably like true. elves or vampires. Ooh, the vampires interest. are pretty fun. The vampires are awesome, actually. That fits your theme pretty well too. Just throwing a few extra colors, and you got your. Cameron runs a vampire deck too. Accurate. It's pretty fun. But, uh, and I guess from there, Cameron, what topics did you bring us today? So I kind of went down a little rabbit hole and I got to think. So yeah, you know. <laughs> um, and so I kind of want to just have a quick discussion because, and we'll lead into it with some actual news. And then we got, I got a couple like sets of discussion questions for everyone. So this past week, um, Brie Larson, released a video of her doing a Q&A while playing Animal Crossing. And it is what the internet needed. And it's amazing. Everyone should go watch it. Link will be in the show notes. Um, and then um, Henry Cavill also released a video um, of him building a new gaming PC. And so that kind of got me thinking that like, in this time of COVID, um, we've gotten to like learn I feel like we've gotten to learn a lot about like other people. Like, cause I feel like people are just a lot more open to the like, 
here I am being geeky and I've always done this, but I don't typically post about it. And so I was curious if any of y'all had a favorite like geeky thing that you had learned about someone, whether like specifically a celebrity or just someone else in your life um, that you learned during this time of COVID. I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, my favorite geeky, like pop culture icon, Stephen Colbert, big Tolkien yeah. nerd, my favorite. Mm-hmm. He's a huge, he's so smart. Like, That's I, what I, I was just thinking of. Like, I would wish, I'd love if he would like, I know it's a small podcast versus his big network syndication, um, but I'd love if he appeared on the Prancing Pony podcast. That'd be pretty great. That'd be awesome. Yeah. And he just showed them up because I, I believe you could. <laughs> um, but I mean, like in terms of Animal Crossing, there's a lot of celebrities doing stuff like Dodo codes were just flying across Twitter and people were just <laughs> in queue to visit the celebrity island. Um, I think that's been a big one for just revealing that what celebrities kind of do when they're not on set or doing whatever. Well, it's a good time filler. Mm-hmm. It's a time suck. <laughs> or that <laughs> it all depends on how you look at it I know one that kind of jumped out to me I mean it, it ties in because it's Henry Cavill was like when he put out pieces of him like painting minis I think for Warhammer but I could be wrong yeah, I think it was Warhammer yeah. um, and I'm like okay like we we knew he was geeky but that's like that's like an awesome level of geeky like that's not just like the I have a computer and I play games. That's like like the one of us kind of thing. And I was like, my man. Um and then kind of from there I got to thinking, um kind of tying in with that same idea. It seems like a lot of people have been using time and COVID for like creative ideas. And so I was curious if there was anything that you had seen people do that you thought was really cool. Um, of like, again, whether celebrity or otherwise. Um, and I'll go like, as, a, as an example, um, Zach Graff and Donald Faison have been doing the podcast Fake Doctors, Real Friends, which I think they intended to start before all of this started, um, but they've done exclusively like at home. And it's them doing their watch through and like talking Um, about all the stuff that happened on set for all of their episodes and stuff like that. Um, And it's also really cool because Donald is a huge Star Wars geek. Um, Because I think he's in Rebels. I could be misremembering. Um, But he like, he'll go off with like one of their producers and talk about Star Wars for quite a while on some of the episodes. And I'm like, yeah, I love you, Donald. And so for the rest of y'all, is there anything cool, like creative that you've seen um, brought out during during this time? I've seen a lot of people redoing their homes and like a lot of like artists who have done like nerdy murals on their walls because they've been stuck at home. So I've seen a couple of smaller accounts I follow on Instagram do things like Disney princesses on their child's bedroom wall. And it's like the whole mural or like a Star Wars wall or, you know, all of these fun little combos of different franchises and that's been really fun to watch because a lot of them will like go into like tutorials or step-by-steps about how they approached it 
And it's just really fun to watch those and um, just the different ideas that people have come up with for either redoing their homes or like just incorporating that personal like nerdiness or like building into being stuck at home and like building something from a franchise because they can and there's nothing else to do. What about you, Chris or Shanine? I got nothing else. <laughs> uh, there's this one YouTube channel that my husband and I watch, um, Little Z. He's a Smash player, and his channel definitely existed before COVID, but I think some of his series have started since COVID or like just happened to start around the beginning of it. But one of our favorites is You Lose, You Cosplay. <laughs> so every time that he loses to a character in Smash, he then has to cosplay as that character until the next time that he loses. And they are the worst cosplays you've sure ever seen. I'm sure they have budget. There's a lot of characters in Smash. When you say this is, it's You Lose, You Cosplay? They are very budget. <laughs> yeah. And the channel's little. I'll throw a Z. link in the show notes to everybody. Oh man! Okay, so the very first one is him cosplaying Zelda. Is it bad? Like terrible? Let me. I'll, I'll. Zelda's not his worst. Um, look for his jiggly. I just threw a link in the Twitch cosplaying. chat as well, if people would like to look. Like I, f- yeah. I feel like the Zelda one should be one that you just have on reserve anyway. <laughs> like that's an easy default cosplay for the most part. Yeah. Yeah, but then our favorite parts about these videos is he also does these like musical features at the end where he's obviously very musically talented, but plays a song like basically as horribly as you possibly could while it's still sounding like the song. And I just cry laughing every single time. Cameron and I tried that, but we're just not good at all. I can tell. <laughs> There's a lot of pre-show recordings once yeah. upon a time. I'll have to bring it back. We'll do I mean, it it's still there. It's just, I mean, it's there, but we, right. we don't put it out there. Like, Maybe. <laughs> we, don't, we don't want to scare people away before they give us a chance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> for the higher tier individuals. And then it's, it's I can't believe yeah. I paid for this. <laughs> we're honest like, it's bad it's, it's definitely not good um on that real quick when i interviewed at churches um they would ask me a lot if i would lead singing to which i always told them i will happily lead singing but no one will come back next week <laughs> hey at and least you're so, honest yeah like get what you get like and for me that's not musical talent so <laughs> one of those things and i guess so i for me the little pieces i brought in were mostly news pieces but ultimately um so ultimately first piece here is uh google has uh signed a exclusive for stadia stadia for their stadia system um with the developers of rock band and until dawn 
Um, this comes as part of initial announcement for their gaming service. Uh, and I guess this, it just raises the question, like, I guess, is there a specific series or anything that maybe you didn't get in, into because it was behind a, an obscure access wall? Like either it was a console exclusive and you just weren't willing to pay for that console or. So many things. I just got my PlayStation like two years ago. So it's just like gaming in general was something that I just wasn't like really that dedicated to or like didn't want to spend too much time on because it's like, well, I need a good computer or a console or whatever, just in general. And then finally a friend of mine was selling his PlayStation a couple of years ago for lower than the market price. And I got it because I bought it from him because I was able to, and that was that, but it was just like, even like some Xbox games, it's just like, well, I'm not going to bother because that requires getting an Xbox and I don't want to spend the money on that right now. <laughs> so it's just money in general for me, at least. I think like one of the biggest ones I can think of, and it's just because it spans across so many consoles that you cannot like, granted, it's more accessible now with the PS4 and just everything being released, but can't one of Cameron's favorite series, Kingdom Hearts was, I mean. Okay, Chris, what if I told you that to play the series, you're going to need to get a PS2, a DS, a PSP, a 3DS, a PS4. Can you do that? No. Okay, good. And it's also, like, a collection. also, just just to put their, this timeline in better perspective also, please note it skipped the PS3. Right. I've been hurt before. <laughs> <laughs> Did I specifically buy a PS3 so that I could play Kingdom Hearts 3 on it? Yes. Did it ever come out on PS3? No. No. <laughs> I guess we technically got like the remasters towards the end of the PS3 generation, but like they'd also like like the PS4 had been announced by that point, and it was just like, well, I see you. Right, it doesn't have to be video games either. Like, I mean, like I have like very little interest in theater mm. or like plays for the most part, just because it's not readily accessible. Yeah. And yeah. I've never been to New York. <laughs> you also live in Montana, of all right. places, which it's makes true. it even more difficult. So, granted, granted, Grand Street <laughs> Theater is pretty well acclaimed in terms of the theater world, I guess. Um, so, I mean, like there is access to to good theater, but I don't know. It's just just one of those things. For me, I know a lot of people, like especially like in early high school, were really into like DDR and stuff. That was another one that like kind of like the rock band thing that like if you wanted to play that at home, you had to get the mat, you had to do all of that stuff. Um, let's see, my aforementioned singing ability locks me out of any game where singing is a part of it because um, that just doesn't work out well. Um, and then I guess similar to what Emma said, like a lot of like the Microsoft franchises, um, like those exclusives. Like I've played like 
some like a, a good amount, relatively speaking, of like competitive Halo um, and stuff like that. But competitive Halo, as in yeah. like split screen. Um, Halo is definitely one of those series for me. Yeah, that I was super interested in playing, just even generically. That when I looked into it, it was like it doesn't make sense for me to spend like do all that effort for one game. Right. So. Like, I think I've played through half of one of the campaigns with a friend. Um, and then, but yes, like that's the big one. Fable's another one. That's a franchise I'm sure I would really like, but it's an Xbox exclusive. Um, I think now you can get them on PC, but yeah. Yeah, just not the most recent ones. So I like Halo 3 just launched on PC or is launching next month on PC. And Yeah. How about you, Shanine? Is there anything that you just haven't, like, you've been interested in, but the access to it is difficult? I don't know. It's hard to think of anything specific. Like, I didn't really get into, like, video games and stuff until I was an adult because we just couldn't afford gaming systems and stuff. We got a Wii. That was our first gaming system. Nice. It's so, a good first one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Any video game, basically. Um, I don't know. Sometimes certain TV shows and stuff, if you don't have the right streaming service, which is so annoying. Often. Anything on Hulu <laughs> just makes me sad. Or what about anything accessible in the U.S. but you don't have access yep. to? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are always cut like cold, like national barriers too, because there's a lot of things that you can possibly find in Europe, even or in Canada that we just don't have access to. I mean, like one of those was Avatar: The Last Airbender. Mm-hmm. Like until very recently, it wasn't available on Netflix in the U.S. and they just brought it back, but it had been in. I think in Europe specifically for a very long time. We had it also. Okay, you had it also. I watched it like right before it blew up again. So good. Um, Another thing, we were in the States on vacation and we're watching The Great British Bake Off. Mm. I love that show. show. It's so good. And it's not on Canadian Netflix, so we can't watch it anymore. There you go. See, there's a good one. Yeah. It's just so wholesome. They're so yeah. nice. It's so it is. It's, it's delightful. Yeah. It's everything I, I would want a reality show to be. Yeah. You learn about baking. We learn a shocking amount about baking. Yeah, and you learn about baking like, and how to be a decent sugar. human being. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just want to help each other, even though they're like competing against each other. They're just like, oh, you dropped your cake on the floor. No, I'm going to help just you. They're so lovely. Because I have the time. Or it's like, I really hope that turns out well. I'm, I, and they're just, they feel so bad when it doesn't. You're like, oh, no. Oh. Yeah. It's okay. You did your best. It happens. <laughs> it's like the, oh, I'm so happy you brought that up, man. So good. <laughs> In another piece of news, though, we also got Nintendo's... Nintendo had another little announcement, like a direct mini, um, where they announced some, like, 
uh, DLC packs for Cadence of Hyrule, which is the Legend of or the Zelda um, beat game. Uh, <laughs> you have to play it like you have. You cannot play this on mute. It's impossible unless you're just visually on cue, I guess. Um, another thing, a trailer for Rogue Company. Um, and a exclusive coming in 2021, the Shin Megami Tensei um, 3 remaster in Shin Megami Tensei 5 is, will be coming in 2021 to the Switch. And possibly the PS4? Maybe. Probably not, but we will see. Um, but I think so. Those are discussion topics, but that brings us to our big discussion this week, which is our top three cities or like fantasy cities or ancient cities that you would consider visiting or living in. But we do have some Twitter responses first or social media responses. Mm -hmm. So over on Twitter, we got um, comics on the cross um, and they, they picked Atlantis from Atlantis. Which which Atlantis? There are so many Atlantis. Yeah. Is this Stargate Atlantis? <laughs> so, yeah, that's this, what this, I was this, thinking. Atlantis, of. the Lost Empire. <laughs> Atlantis, this. the Lost Empire. Okay. <laughs> and so, um, I just wanted to see how vague I could be. Um, and so, yeah, so they picked um, that Atlantis, which is as Shanine commented. I hear she has a cool blog and is on a cool podcast. She said Atlantis would be awesome because it would be. Um, Hope play love said it's hard to say for me um so many wonderful places that just catch my eye um the main town from kiki's delivery service would definitely be a place i'd love to stay um for at least a little while and then Jarrett, the infinity bear um said on both twitter and facebook um midgar from final fantasy 7 i'm not sure i'd want to live there though as long as you're not on that one plate I mean, I mean, in general, also like every all the lower portions of the sectors are all, all slums, and <laughs> I mean, essentially, it, it it's the epitome of like what classism might look like in upon separation. It's it's it, it's supposed to be a dystopia. <laughs> you just gotta live on the top part, and you're literally literally bleeding the planet dry. Come on. <laughs> For your own comfort. Bad visit. Probably blow up a reactor and leave, you know. Yeah. It is apparently very easy to blow up reactors there. Well, the like, <laughs> like judging from the video game, security is not great. I mean, when you're a soldier <laughs> and a trained <laughs> terrorist group, I guess, it's probably just fine. <laughs> But yeah, those are our social media responses. So awesome. Um, but I guess who wants to start us off with their top pick or first pick? We don't, there's no specific order ever because that takes too much thought. I can go do it. Okay. <laughs> so does Narnia count, even though it's a country instead of a town? Because I'd love to live in Narnia or just exist in that sphere of space. I mean, I feel like you'd have to pick a place in Narnia. Okay. Because otherwise, I'm just going to say Middle Earth. 
the castle. Care Paravel. I think I'm saying that right. So that's my first choice because I love Narnia in general. Um, and two would be somewhere in Hyrule. I haven't quite figured out specifics, but probably the castle again would be fun or it's, the maps keep changing. What's Hyrule? Yeah, it's like Hyrule. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, probably from Breath of the Wild because it's so pretty and there's so many different like environments. Um, so probably, uh, shoot, where the fish people live. <laughs> I know I'm terrible. I'm a terrible human being for forgetting what the fish people are called. But, um, and then choice three would be Gallifrey pre-time war, like long pre-time war. So I didn't die in a war. <laughs> That's a good choice. That was one, like when we were talking about this, like so many of these are like here, but not during this. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And uh, it's the Zora. The Zora. That's it. I, did, I, I can't remember if they assigned like any specific names to their city, but the Breath of the Wild Zora City was one that was potentially on my list. Yeah. I, I love that town. Like It's so pretty. Also, the Zora just they make me laugh. Yeah, they're great. They're just like, I remember you. I'm 120 years old. <laughs> like in all of the Zelda games, just the interactions with Zora are always just, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> I'm sorry. Can you repeat that, please? <laughs> I can go next. So my first pick was Thede, which is the capital city of Naboo, where um, Princess Amidala is princess of. Um, and so it's a beautiful place. There's sand there. It turns out when you're not from um, tattooing, you don't mind sand very much. And so, um, so awesome planet. Don't go underwater because there's always a bigger fish. Um, but the rest of it's really cool. And then we're going on a bit of a theme here with this next one, which is um, Altesia, which is the port city from Final Fantasy 15. Can you tell I would like to go to the beach right now? That uh, one, I love that city. Yeah, and it's beautiful. Um, you actually like, I think you travel there by boat, right? That's like, um, and then a bunch of waterways. Water it really reminds me of Venice, like kind of like a fantasy Venice. Um, so shout out to that. And then my Magic the Gathering city, um, which again, I would not want to live here during War of the Spark, but Ravnica, the city of guilds. Um, you get to get, um, bas basically I like Ravnica because it's such a cool slice of how all these different groups would interact. Um, you basically have 12 different, or 12, 10 different groups all trying to keep things in balance while also trying to take all the power for themselves. And it's like this super interesting world because they all are fighting over these things, but also trying to not like, like in let, their own way and they right. all run their own little thing. And yeah, it's so interesting. Um, and yeah, so that's my pick or my picks. And there's more folk in Ravnica. There are <laughs> several good ones. As a matter of fact, <laughs> some of the big ones. Chini, are you ready? Yep. Nope. Yep. 
Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I did have Narnia as my number one as well, but I can pick three others. Um, they're also kind of on a theme, kind of small, quaint, and homey. So we'll start with the Shire. Good choice. I would love to live in the Shire. One, I'm short and I would fit in there. You'd be tall. <laughs> giant but like hobbits. barely. <laughs> <laughs> I figured someone would pick the Shire. So that's why like I used it for the social media stuff. I was like, it's on somebody's list. It would just be such a sweet, like quiet little place to live. And they have like the best stocked pantries. Mm-hmm. The food and the parties. Food, beer, can't and go party. wrong. Mm. You can't go wrong with any of that. I mean, that was yeah. Tolkien's intention with the Shire was essentially that that this is bliss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the ideal life for him, I guess. But simple but lively. And you get unexpected guests. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> they bring fireworks. More than you want. <laughs> you might even get a visit from some Maiar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, and next on my list is Hogsmeade. Um, like it's basically London. But magical. And I would, but magical. And I would love to live in London in real life. So as far as fantasy cities go, Hogsmeade. I'm upset I didn't think of Hogsmeade. It's a small little town. It's great. And last I have Avonlea from Anne of Green Gables. Um, also in Canada. Fictionally in Canada. And just living by the sea. Small, quiet little town again. It'd be great. Nice. Yeah, I didn't pick any small towns. Um, but for me, uh, kind of like the first city I'd like kind of like to live in um, because I kind of have to keep this theme going where I try to squeeze in some a nice little push for everyone to play Final Fantasy IX. Um, my favorite <laughs> city in Final Fantasy IX is Lindblom. Um, it is uh, a city run by a regency or CID. Um, and... It is technologically advanced. He he's a kind of a tech genius in the world, and he's developing airships that don't run on the mist. Um, spoiler: things require mist, and yeah, I don't know. Play the game; it's great, um, very interesting. But it's just a lot of fun, and the the, the soldiers and everything are kind of quirky. Um, just a lot of fun stuff happens in uh, in Lindlum, and it's. Definitely better than the monarchy of Alexandria uh, in the game. Um, my next piece is ultimately uh, Valimar, um, which is the ultimately the city of the Undying Lands that the elves are leaving Middle-earth to return to. It's also, in general, it is the home of the Valar and Maiar, um, their original home and dwelling, um, and kind of where the world began and where they kind of oversee everything that's occurring throughout the world in Tolkien's world. Um, 
it's also where the spirit of the elves return to while they wait for judgment before so they can be reincarnated into new bodies um and it's just it's just such a crucial piece that'd be cool it's pretty much designed to be like a heaven um kind of designed after like perceptions of heaven and everything um yeah i'd love to visit the undying lands essentially My last one is I would love to live in Besaid from Final Fantasy nine, uh, ten. <laughs> Good choice. Just a much like I guess I guess this is a small town, but has so much potential. And their blitzball team's just fun. <laughs> They're just the party blitzball. Just team. go play blitzball. You, you have to be day. good at blitzball to be on their team. Nope. No, they'll they'll they'll, they'll let you. you just got to show though. up to practice. Yep. <laughs> So what else are you gonna do? Um, bring yeah. snacks. Bring snacks. Someone's gotta bring the orange slices. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's like if you are gonna be a dream reincarnate, that's where you're gonna first show up. Not sure. Spoiler, because it's a weird piece that happens in Final Fantasy X. Um, if you haven't finished it, you might want to do that. <laughs> um, so those are our top three. Fantasy cities, or I guess none of us had like a historic one, did we? Mm-mm. We're cool. We tried. The option was there. It was really there. quick. Really quick. One historic city. And a lot of mine are like still around. Yeah. That you would have visited during historic times. I don't know. Rome like historic Rome, if I could live there with all my current vaccines. <laughs> I, <laughs> I like mean, Rome was like... the first city to reach a million residents. Like, I'd like to keep all my current medical health situations, but historic Rome would be pretty cool. <laughs> I think, like, well, like I'm not like super into like re- like revolutionary history. I think like being in like New York, like Hamilton, um, like being there in that time period, or being in like Philadelphia um, during that time, like those cities that are like have a lot of very prominent history would have been very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then oh, I'm trying to think, I had another one, and then it, I just lost it. So we're going to just stick with those two. Nice. I just said one. <laughs> I said New York or Philadelphia. And then you're going to go for three. <laughs> you got one, Janine? Top of your head. Um, Lightning round. No one was. I don't know. Is it a Jesus Jew cancer to say Jerusalem? No. Jerusalem. Jerusalem would be fascinating. Like, I mean, yeah. in general, just visiting now, just looking at the history of it, but like just the differences. I want to go so bad. Any given era for mm-hmm. Jerusalem would be very fascinating. Um, I would like to visit like ancient Kyoto. Like, nice. When it was just all temples and <laughs> castles. Granted, that also wasn't super long ago um, in terms of their transition into the modern era, but yeah, that'd be mine. Or Alexandria, because library. 
Yeah, gotta get to that library. <laughs> yeah, get up that library. Save a few books on the way. Yeah, I'm gonna install a sprinkler system while I'm here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but with that. Uh, thanks for tuning in to episode 134. If you are on Twitch watching this, thank you for putting up with our poor quality. Tune in next week for a much more polished version, so we hope. Um, and also, Cameron, why don't you tell us what our top three next week is? Real quick. Um, basically, as we were podcasting, it was announced that Agretzico season three is coming out August 27th. So yes. I know like, we want to preserve everything and we could not not talk about Agretsuko. So August 27th, the Red Panda's back. Yes. And so, I'm so excited. Um, so I'm so happy I, you guys like Agretsuko. <laughs> so <laughs> my favorite. I'm not saying we definitely need to do an Agretsuko spoiler cast, but we definitely need to at least talk about Agretzuko. Like as a middle-aged adult, what is the most, or like as someone in their mid-20s to early 30s, what is the scene you most identified with <laughs> in Agretzuko? Because <laughs> it's so relatable. <laughs> so, so shout out to Greg in chat who posted that because um, hype. Thank you, Greg. Also Red Pandas, just... Also, pandas. You know, I've made my stance on red pandas well known. Yes, you have. Again, you're not helping yourself get a rant when all the it's things not that you make your stance well known on are positive things. <laughs> um, so next week for our top three, in preparation for the eventual, the first annual, the office, the battle royale, um, I would like us to do our top three sitcom duos. They do not have to be like a couple, but sitcom duos. So best friends, couples, um, antagonists. Like, and, and I are going to see how many pairs we can match up without talking about it. Okay, yes. great. <laughs> You're on. <laughs> yeah. So we, I think for this one, we will definitely have the, like, because like, we do typically try to avoid overlap. Um, I think for this one, we might end up with the, to Chris's point, all the, like a, a significant amount of overlap. All so, the overlap. <laughs> At least for Cameron and I. Yeah. Or at least, or we might We're end depending up on the, Emma and Janine to bring in the diversity in our answers. Great. Mine are all going to be from the I office. Say, I say, judging by like Janine and my like Twitter conversations that have been based solely on the office gifts. So I think there might be some like crossover <laughs> there. But um, so yeah, so ne next week, sitcom duos, not strictly couples. Um, but yeah. That's episode 135, right here on Twitch. And YouTube. And YouTube. And wherever podcasts, <laughs> wherever you listen to your podcast. <laughs> so again, thank you for turning into episode 134. Uh, tune in next week. Um, be sure to check us out on our social media. We are One Geek 411 on Facebook, Twitter, and our PlayStation community. You can email us directly at 1stgeek411 at gmail.com. Be sure to rate and subscribe to us wherever you listen to us, whether it be Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. And as always, check out our show notes on our website, onegeek411.com, where you'll also find our sister podcasts, Faith, Trust, and Pixie Dust. And as always, you can check out our personal social media. I'm not so foreign. I am. I am not prepared. And that is prepared with an I. 
I am the Hoot and Howl on Twitter and Hoot and Howl Tales, T-A-L-E-S on Instagram. I'm Himar Wittu. Wash your hands. <laughs>